WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to start winning. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. We're going to be previewing the Colts matchup versus the Baltimore Ravens for Monday Night Football. Colts' first primetime game of the year. Certainly not the first primetime game for this team that we're about to face. And I got Mr. Ravens fan reacts on here. Anyone that's a Ravens fan has to know who this guy is. How are you doing, man? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me, Derek. It's great to be here on the Bring the Juice pod for sure. And like I was telling my guy Derek, man, I had to troll you guys a little bit with a little bit of the Baltimore Colts logo in the background. Now, look, I, I'm not old enough to remember when the Baltimore Colts were a thing. I just total, only did this just to troll you guys. That was so the I, funny I, thing, too, because I yeah. saw it on Twitter. I've seen a few people tell me, like, I wonder how many Baltimore fans are actually still salty yeah. that Indianapolis it now has the Colts. Right. I, obviously, I'm not old enough to remember either but, yeah, I was wondering that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't affect me in any way. I just, you know, I wanted to do it. Just of course, of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. we, we love the trolls. We, we get yeah. it all the time, so <laughs> nothing different here. All right, yeah. so, well, your Ravens are certainly off to a good start of the season, 3-1. and one. You know, you guys have played some pretty decent teams. You know, you guys beat the Chiefs, handed them their first loss ever in the month of September with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback. Yep. You guys did play the Raiders. That was your only loss. And obviously the Raiders, 3-1, and one, looking pretty good right now. You did play the then number one defense in Denver last week and won that one. How have you felt so far about your record and where you guys stand? Yeah, so it's it's been an interesting season because uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that the Ravens had so many injuries to start off the season. Uh, we lost both our starting running backs, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, yeah. like right before week one. And uh, we also lost Marcus Peters, which was a huge loss in the secondary there. And we just kept dealing with injury after injury. And it was like, man, like the season hasn't even started and we're losing our entire team, you know? So, yeah, so that Raiders game, <clears throat> it was a little weird, but I kind of chalk it up to... Just we're trying to figure out, you know, who our playmakers are and all that and with all these injuries going on. And it seems like we've started to find our footing there, uh, as you guys saw in, in week two when we did beat the Chiefs. That was awesome. It was an amazing win. First time Lamar Jackson has beaten Patrick Mahomes in the Kansas City Chiefs, so you love to see that. And then we followed it up with kind of um, a little bit of a letdown game, I guess you could say, against the Lions. Although, uh, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit more. I but... mean, half your team was either injured or on the COVID list. So I right, kind of figured right. that would happen. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Like like you said, our, pretty much our entire defensive line was out there with COVID. So 
you know, we we were missing a lot of players against the Lions, and I didn't expect to win that game. The fact that Justin Tucker came in and made that 66-yard field goal was just, I mean, divine, was crazy. And then, yeah, we followed up with a uh, kind of a blowout against the Denver Broncos in Denver. So, you know, that's where we're at right now, feeling pretty good. I think that this team is starting to, uh, you know, really get going here. And uh, it, it's it's been a good it's been a good way that we've been uh, you know that we've been going, but we, we still do have a lot of injuries, so it, it's it's something to be a little bit concerned about for sure. Yeah, and I'll say right off the top, I mean, I I am truly saddened for you Ravens fans for all the injuries that you guys had to sustain. I mean, I'm a big fan of J.K. Dobbins because I'm a Buckeye. I love. Mm. J.K. Dobbins and what he was going to potentially bring this year. Obviously losing Gus Edwards as well, a big blow to the running back room. And then Marcus Peters the next play. I mean, yeah, it's that was rough, man. I mean, the Colts fans feel for you guys because, you know, we've had our fair share of injuries that we've had to deal with this year as well. But ironically enough, I mean, the Colts right now at this moment in time are actually the healthiest they have been since the start of training camp, Carson Wentz is almost 100% back with the foot injuries he's been dealing with. Uh, Our secondary guys are kind of coming back and we might get our right tackle back for this game. Might. I can't say I'm sure, but he might. Basically, the majority of the guys that are on the practice report injury list now are most likely going to play in this game. So we're back to being mostly healthy outside of you know, losing Quentin Nelson, but right. um, that's what I was going to ask you yeah. about because that's a, that's a big one for you. Yep. Yep. Lo- lost him to IR last week. Mm-hmm. He won't be back until another two weeks, but we do have Chris Reed at backup left guard. And he was a full-time starter for the Panthers last year. Only gave up one sack. You know, he he's a very, he's been very good so far to start out. I mean, why don't you break down the injury report for you guys because I see I've seen quite a few did not participants on this list today yeah so I was looking at it a little bit earlier um I'm gonna go ahead and bring it up here just to just to double check one thing that I did I do remember is that our safety Deshaun Elliott actually did start practicing again I believe he missed uh this last game against the Broncos and we put a third round rookie Brandon Stevens in his place and, uh, you know, so Deshaun, having Deshaun Elliott back will be a, a huge help for the secondary. So what I'm seeing is that we didn't have Jimmy Smith practicing. We didn't have Justin Houston, a guy you guys are very familiar with. Ali V, Alejandro Villanueva, also dealing with a little bit of a knee thing. Ronnie Stanley, not expected to play, as we know, for a while. And Geno Stone also didn't practice. So, So for me, I mean... I believe for Justin Houston, I think he's fine. I think it's just a vet day off. We usually give the older guys days off, you know, from practice. And it might be the same thing with Jimmy Smith. I, I imagine he's he's kind of, you know, throughout his career, he's been injury prone. So it could just be a little bit of a cautious thing, just trying to let him rest a little bit. Um, as far as I know, I think Alejandro Villanueva should play. As I understand, his knee injury is not too serious. It's just like a little bit of soreness, I guess. But at the same time, if you're a Ravens fan, you know how John Harbaugh can be with injuries. 
he'll be like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. And then it turns out they're done for the season, you know? So you <laughs> never really one. know. Yeah, fans yeah. know that one. We, yeah. we have said that several times when Frank yeah. Reich has told us, oh, we're optimistic. These guys are coming back <laughs> sooner. I mean, he said that about Quentin Nelson. He said that about Carson. He was right there. Yeah. But he said that about Braden Smith. And Braden Smith had been out for now <laughs> maybe four weeks. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we totally get you there. Yeah, so it's it's so I'm hoping that Villanueva will play because uh, you know he was terrible when he was playing right tackle, but ever since we moved him over to the left side back at his uh, his natural position, he has been a little bit better there. So uh, hopefully he's there uh, because if not, we're gonna have um, shoot Andre Smith, who's an old player, uh, was drafted in the first round like ten years ago. I want to say something like that, something crazy. Uh, so hopefully Villanueva's fine. He plays, and but aside from that, Ronnie Stanley's not going to be back for this game. And Geno Stone, I'm not sure. I haven't really. I mean, he's not really a huge contributor. He's probably not a name that people are familiar with. But but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's we're fairly healthy, I guess, compared to how we usually have been. So that's that's always a good sign. Um, but yeah, so I, I expect most of these guys that didn't practice to play. To be honest with you. Okay. All right. All right. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, Colts are kind of in the same way. Just a couple players that we're just unsure of at this moment in time, but we'll find out a little uh, a little further down the line. Obviously, both teams had an extra day of rest, so maybe we'll see if that... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That helps but obviously let's just talk about you know what's the most common theme here you know what Colts fans always ask what any team asks about the Baltimore Ravens and sure. that's the fearsome reputation that you guys have on that offense obviously Lamar Jackson just a beast I mean everybody knows what he can do you guys have a couple different weapons despite losing some running backs you do have Mark Andrews, who's quickly ascended as one of the better receiving tight ends in the NFL. Hollywood Brown, no short of making spectacular plays with his speed on the outside. So far this season, how do you feel your offense has looked, and do they live up to that reputation still? So it's interesting because usually when you think of the Baltimore Ravens, you think, oh, the running game, right? But this season, it's actually been our passing game that has been heating up, believe it or not. Um, Lamar has been pretty damn on point, like with a lot of his passes, especially going deep. You might be surprised 
to find out that Lamar has been hitting his receivers deep. Now, sometimes, like especially in the Lions game, his receivers let him down. Marquise Brown, as I called him at the time, uh, whenever he has a drop game, I, I demote him back to Marquise Brown. I don't call him Hollywood Brown. Okay. He has he has earned the nickname of Hollywood Brown again after his performance in Denver. Okay. But after Detroit, I was calling him Marquise. But anyway, um, so yeah, if I mean Lamar has shown that he's able to hit these deep passes and the passing game has been heating up a lot. The new Sammy Watkins, uh, he's actually been very. He hasn't had like a lot of touch. I don't even know if he has a touchdown on the season to be honest with you uh but it just he moves the chains and he gets us like he he converted that huge fourth and 19 play against the detroit lions when we needed it so sammy watkins has been that reliable receiver for us to move the chains when we need him and on top of that we might get our first round rookie uh rashad bateman he might be making his debut in this game now it's not for sure i haven't like i don't have any uh any news that it's going to be for sure but from what I understand, he may be making his debut, so that would be awesome to see. We're also going to be getting maybe Miles Boykin back, who is not a household name at receiver, but he is a very huge contributor in the blocking game, so okay. that that could definitely help us uh, run the ball a little bit better there. Um, but yeah, so it, would, it will be interesting to see if we do get Rashad Bateman back, because the way that Lamar has been throwing the ball... It could be this passing game could definitely heat up a lot against these Colts. Now, the running game is interesting right now. It's um, I think the best game we had was actually against the Chiefs because the Chiefs just cannot stop the run. Yeah, I their mean, defense I, has been atrocious this yeah, year. Yeah, it's it's been terrible. They're just incapable of stopping anything really. So that was our best ru rushing attack uh, against the Chiefs. But aside from that, it hasn't been like what you're used to like you're used to seeing the ravens putting up at the minimum 150 yards on the ground you know sometimes even 200 250 but lately it's been like like you saw against the broncos we struggled to get to 100 yards until the very last play of the game literally so uh it, it's it's a mixture of things i think it's the offensive line you know it's a lot of injuries there it's also the running backs. Like, we're not really sure who we want to be, like, the workhorse guy. Um, we have Latavius Murray. We have Devontae Freeman. We have Le'Veon Bell. We just cut. It feels like you just get a bunch of names. And See, just, like, that's know. the thing. You guys got <laughs> yeah. some big names on that roster. I mean, right. obviously it hasn't quite gotten to the point where you want it yet, but, yeah. you know, you got some older veteran running backs yeah. who have been around for a while and know how it works I mean, yeah, I just I, – I thought – I found that funny to see Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and <laughs> yeah. Le'Veon Bell all on the same roster. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's like a like a fantasy team from uh, 2017 yes. or something, right? So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, you know, none of them have – Latavius Murray has kind of been the, the workhorse right now. That, that's He's the one that seems to be getting most of the carries. I think that they're hoping Le'Veon Bell can really get going, although last week he he was uh, – he didn't really do much. So, And uh, Devontae Freeman, honestly, I think he's cooked. He's just not really that good. Yeah, he's only, I, just, yeah I, don't, I don't expect much out of – bell or freeman anymore at this yeah. point i just i think murray is pretty much supposed to be the the main back i mean you know he's not a big play guy but he definitely is a workhorse oh yeah yeah so so yeah for the running game is not as you know potent as it's as as you're used to for this ravens offense for sure but uh 
But just the threat of it, I think, is is enough to to allow uh, Lamar to get some open passing lanes, which is what makes it so dangerous. Yeah. So, you know, when you talk about Lamar, the completion percentage this year has been a little concerning. You mentioned in the Lions game, a bunch of receivers, you know, letting him down. You know, I felt like, in a way, I know how this is because Carson's completion percentage was dropped a lot because of the week three game where his ankles were really bad. He had no mobility. He was on edge the whole time. So he wasn't in the game really, even though he was. So therefore his completion percentage just took a huge hit, even though I know the other three games, he's been throwing damn near 70% completion percentage. So yeah. You know, I, I mean, obviously, one game in four games can really skew a stat like that. But, you know, Lamar only has four passing touchdowns to three right. interceptions and has lost, has fumbled the ball quite often this year and has been sacked 11 times. So yeah. it, does that concern you at all right now? I mean, obviously, you've faced one good defense in the Broncos – but we could argue the other defenses that your team has faced has not really been up to snuff, and yet this is still becoming an issue where Lamar is getting sacked and losing the football quite often. Sure, yeah. So I was—I'm actually surprised. I didn't know that he's been sacked eleven times. I knew it was a lot, but I didn't know it was that much already. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, this offensive line dealing with injuries—we're. Uh, kind of shuffling things around still we still haven't figured out the left guard position we're putting in ben powers on some plays we're putting in ben cleveland on we have three bends i don't actually do we still have the other ben i don't know well we had three ben uh three guards named ben on the roster and it was just (laughs) a battle there at the left guard position to see which ben took the spot um but yeah so that's that's kind of what's going on is the offensive line is definitely not up to par and uh lamar uh, you know he gets pressured a lot and expect like the raiders game was just terrible lamar was had no time to throw like at all so it's been a little bit better now uh but yeah like you said the fumbles um i think a lot of that did come against the raiders to be honest because he had two fumbles in that game and uh and the four touchdowns like yeah it's it's kind of weird that he only has four touchdowns because he has been slinging the thing but yeah uh but there's a lot of touchdowns that that have been left on the field like I said because whether it's Marquise Brown dropping touchdowns Mark Andrews sometimes has issues with his hands and uh, last week we actually had a had a touchdown to Mark Andrews that was called back because of a I think it was either a f- offensive face mask or a holding penalty so you know it, it's those types of things that's going on uh but I mean, when you're talking about Lamar just taking shots, he's been taking shots. And I think that might be one of the reasons why his completion percentage is a little bit lower because he's not really, he's not checking it down like at all. Like he's looking to go deep. And so (laughs) that's what Lamar has been doing this season. So I would much rather take that than, uh, you know, just check down King here and there. And, uh, you know, I call it check down Jerry. That's pretty much how it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So. So I, I think that might be part of the reason for the uh, for the completion percentage. But for me, it's not too concerning. You know, uh, I think, honestly, I think completion percentage is a little bit overrated of a stat uh, because you could have like a 70% completion percentage and you're averaging like four or five, you know, yards per throw. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, 
so that's the way I see it. But you know, uh, but I, I'm not too concerned about Lamar. There, there's a few passes that he is off on. He's either underthrowing or overthrowing sometimes. So that's still going to happen. Uh, but he's he's definitely been a lot more on point this season. So yeah, I mentioned that to one of my uh, other Colts buddies who has a Colts channel on YouTube. I asked him like, is anyone else concerned about how? Lamar's been chucking the ball down the field the way he is and a lot more accurately than what it normally is. And, you know, he said no, which I'm surprised at that because I'm kind of nervous about it, especially for uh, what the Colts have done with, you know, I mean, what they try to do now and I think what they're going to implement is the fact that they're going to stay back because they do not want Hollywood Brown and others to make those big plays. They're going to force them to try and be – doing the check downs to get those yards and eventually make Baltimore make a mistake. Now, granted for Colts fans, I don't know, despite all the turnovers that I just mentioned with the Baltimore Ravens, they're still only a minus one in the turnover ratio. So, you know, despite all the fumbles and interceptions that have been caused from the Baltimore Ravens on their defense, they're also creating turnovers, which we'll get into here in a second. But uh, who – who do you think has the biggest impact to make against this secondary? You know, the Colts play a mostly zone coverage. They play some cover two. They play Tampa two. They play different cover three, cover one options, you know, things like that. Who do you think could take most advantage of? Is it Watkins? Is it Andrews, Brown? Who who takes most advantage of that? All right. So I'm going to tell you guys a name that you guys are probably not too familiar with uh, because – because, yeah, what do you think of the passing game? You think of Hollywood Brown, you think of Mark Andrews, and you think of Sammy Watkins, right? Now, obviously, if Rashad Bateman comes in, that's going to be a whole other factor that you guys got to look out for. Yeah. But I'm going to say James Prochet. He is uh, another wide receiver that we have on the roster, not a huge household name, but he is obviously very well known in the Baltimore area and the Ravens fan base. Uh, <clears throat> he had a pretty good game against the Broncos. I think he had like 74 yards, five receptions, and the man has hands for days. He's not a big receiver. He's not. A, he's like 5'9". He's very short. He's not a speedy receiver, but the man has hands. Like, it's insane. Like, his hands are just crazy. So, look out for James Prochet if you're focusing on Hollywood. Like, we've seen him just run behind safeties, how, how he's a speedster there. Yeah. And, uh... Like I said, Watkins has been the uh, the third down guy, the move the chains guy, so that could be something else to, to look out for. And man, Mark Andrews is always going to be, you know, he's always going to be Lamar's favorite target. That's just how it is. So if you guys are just focusing on that, you could see James Prochet. You could see another guy that's uh, kind of underrated as well. Devin Duvernay, he had a touchdown against the Lions. He could get open there. So I actually, like for the first time, I, I think in a long time, maybe ever, I actually, well, maybe not ever, but, you know, back like in the Super Bowl year. But I really like this receiving core that the Ravens are working with, especially when you consider that we could have Rashad Bateman added to the mix. It's just, it's it's crazy. We've never, like, I, the last time, like I said, was when we won the Super Bowl, which is when I really liked my receiving core. But now this, I'm really liking this receiving core. So we actually have weapons. It's crazy to say, like, you got to look out for these guys for sure. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's shift a little bit. I'm just curious about your perspective because I like to ask, you know, because everybody has a differing opinion on Carson Wentz. 
you know, I, I even a lot of Colts fans, I can never get a lot of people to agree on one stance. You know, there's still a good section of the Colts fan base who thinks he's been god awful this year. Sure. There's a section of the Colts fan base like me who actually thinks he's been pretty good this year given the circumstances of the team that's been around him. There's been other people who think he's been a god so far this year. I'm not going to cater to them. But I'm curious to know your thoughts on it. I know you probably haven't watched a lot of Carson Wentz film, but how have you felt about Carson Wentz so far with Indianapolis? So Carson Wentz is an interesting player for me because, I mean, you go back in his history, everybody's going to point to that year that he probably was going to win MVP and he ended up getting injured there and the Eagles ended up winning the Super Bowl, right, off of that off of that run. Uh, Carson Wentz, like, when he was on the Eagles and we played him, he always gave us a fight, man. Like, I don't know what it was. Like, it felt it felt like he had something against the Ravens. Like, he really wanted to beat us. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what it was. Maybe, you know, maybe he was a lifelong Steelers fan and we don't know about it or something <laughs> there. But, um, but, yeah, man, like, Carson, last year we played the Eagles and they weren't even that good. And somehow they were able to cut it down to, like, a 30-28 to 28 game when everything was said and done. And uh, it, it came off of, like, two comeback touchdowns from Carson Wentz to bring it close to, at the end there. Uh, made me a little bit nervous. Made me sweat a little bit. So I know Carson Wentz has that ability in him. I, I By no means do I believe he's a bad quarterback. And I actually like the signing from the Colts for Carson Wentz for, I think, for obvious reasons. You know, the Frank Wright connection, the offensive line, you know, the, the young and up-and-coming receivers that you guys have there. So... There was a lot of factors that I that I liked for Carson Wentz. Now, now I'm sure there's been I'm sure he's not like the sole reason that you guys have lost three games. We we I think most of Colts Nation agrees that he yeah. is like one of the last reasons why right. the Col- right. I mean he's one of the few reasons why the Colts have been in these games the way they have been. Yeah, for sure, and that, that's that's just kind of what I saw. So. Um, yeah, I think that Carson Wentz is a good enough quarterback. And, you know, I think a lot of Ravens fans especially are kind of just overlooking this game. Like, eh, you know, it's the Colts. They're one and three. They're, we're just, you mm-hmm. know, it's, and, and while I get it, like, I understand, like, you, you know, you, you look at Vegas, you look at everywhere and everybody's going to say that the Ravens are going to dominate this game. Right. And I, I understand why people think that, but I'm just saying, like, let's not just go into this game and overlook it, man, because you got to. You got to play every game that that comes your way, and no NFL team is just going to lay down. And no, especially the Colts. Look, you you guys are trying to go on a run. You're still in your division, right? You know yeah. the the t- the Titans just lost to the Jets for God's sake, so it's yeah. wide open right now. And not so. to mention with the teams that we've had to face. I mean, you know, we, yeah. with the, how unhealthy we've been and everything else. You know, we played Seattle the first yep. game, played the Rams. Everyone knows what the Rams are building right now. You play the Tennessee Titans, you play Miami, who's been the weakest opponent by far, and right. now you're having to face Baltimore, another <laughs> yeah, team. So, you know, oh, we yeah. we are facing, we've faced five teams now in the first five weeks who last year were all in contention or did make the playoffs. So, you <laughs> right. know, it's right. kind of crazy that, you know, everybody wants to point the finger at how bad our record is when we know you, you, you've been facing some really good teams to start out. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I really could see the Colts still coming back and winning that division, to be honest with you. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things. So, it is very possible. And, and yeah. we got a lot of, we got a lot of teams, like after the Ravens, the Colts will play a division opponent, I believe three out of the next six weeks. So, oh, wow. you know, it, like in the next month after we play you guys, they're going to be yeah. very important for the division. If oh, the yeah. Colts can win all those games, then they are very, very likely to remain relevant in the division and still yeah. get it. So crunch time, crunch. Time yeah. Crunch time. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so obviously you said with Carson Wentz, you felt that he was, uh, you felt confident that he could at least make this a game. The Colts this season, we, I think the Colts have established an identity for themselves as, and the motto is basically run the damn ball. That's the phrase coined by Indianapolis. Well, the only problem is we haven't uh, really lived up to the run the damn ball quota. You know, Jonathan Taylor has through four games ran the ball less than 60 times. So, you know, less than 15 carries per game on average only ran the ball 10 times against Tennessee, which was really weird because he was averaging six yards per carry in that game. And I still to this day do not understand why we didn't do that. And then finally in the Miami game, finally ran for over 100 yards against Miami, had a couple big runs there, scored a touchdown in that game as well. That was his first touchdown of the year, believe it or not. The offensive line, again, has had its issues. I think that plays a lot into it. But, I mean, how do you feel your defense stacks up against this rushing attack? Because we know the Colts, when they decide to run the football, they will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and it's definitely going to be a formidable rushing attack with Jonathan Taylor, for sure. So, I think that everybody saw the play last week uh, where Javante Williams just... Oh yeah, <laughs> carried our entire defense. Yes. Right? Yeah, so everybody saw that. But to be honest with you, that was like the only big run that we gave up that day. It just happened to be like a highlight, real play type of thing. So I mean, one thing that I will say that has been a problem this season, and it kind of it got better as the Broncos game went on, and I'm hoping that we continue with that uh, that pattern. There was is our tackling has been terrible this season. It's yes. been really bad. It's been really bad. And I think a lot of it is um, we have a lot of like speed, like our linebacking core is definitely more of a speedy linebacker. It's not like those thumper style linebackers that are co- going to come in and play the run game. We have Patrick Queen, who I 
Obviously, I love Patrick Queen, but he does have trouble with tackling a lot of the times, and it can be extremely frustrating. So if Jonathan Taylor starts working on Patrick Queen, that could be a big problem. And especially if he gets up into the secondary where we have the smaller guys, it could definitely be a big problem. So, I but I think that what, where we really excel is if is keeping the running backs like not not getting to the, that second level, and uh, you know because we have our defensive line, especially since they're going to be pretty healthy. We have Calais Campbell coming in. We have um, we have Justin Matabike, who is a, I believe a second year player. He's really been balling out there on the defensive line. And uh, what was a big issue for us, I think, a couple years ago was runs on the edge, outside runs. And that has not really been a problem at all for us this season. So we've done a really good job up front uh, stopping the run there. But this is a very, very solid uh, Colts offensive line that the defensive line has to go up against. Now, I know they're not at full strength, but still, they're very formidable. So, I, you know... I think we should be okay. I, I think that the Colts' game plan should be to run the ball. You guys should try to kind of control the clock because what you don't want is you don't want to have to get into forced passing situations where you're yeah. where you're down on the scoreboard and you're forced to just pass the ball the whole time, right? Uh, because that's when we feast because we're just going to send hella blitzes at you guys. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's yeah. and I do. think that's the big thing is not yeah. getting ourselves into these third and longs, which the Colts yeah. seem to always get themselves in. They just need to start being more in those third and shorts. Makes it so much easier to go up against this Ravens defense when you're not having to throw the ball 10 yards every time. Right, exactly, exactly. And especially because now we actually have a pretty decent pass rush, you know, and that's that's something that we didn't really have last year because we drafted uh, Odafe Owe, which is a name, yep. you know, not too, not too big of a name yet, but... He is really showing out. He's been having some good games. He was so. the one from Penn State, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember <laughs> him. One of the only few defensive ends out of the Big Ten from last year that ever got any love, you know. Yep. And even though I think in his last, yeah, in his last season, he never even recorded a sack, yeah. which is quite Zero funny sacks. because, like, why would you ever draft a guy that would <laughs> never recorded a sack exactly. the previous year? But then again, you know, it was a COVID year. A lot of yeah. things happened, so, you know. No, well, a lot of Ravens fans had your exact same sentiment. So, believe me, you're not alone in that thought process for sure. So Yeah, absolutely. And so, I mean, I'll ask a little bit more about the secondary because, you know, the Colts, their receivers have not been efficient by any stretch this year. But obviously, T.Y. Hilton not being in there, as much as people like to continue to say he's washed up, the Colts still continue to struggle without him on the field. He is, and I mean, the Ravens, apparently 10 minutes before Jim Ursay changed T.Y. Hilton's mind, was going to be a wide receiver right. for your team. So, right. you know, uh, I'm glad you didn't steal him from us. Because, you know, he hasn't quite come back yet. Not going to be in this one either. Michael Pittman has 250 receiving yards on the season so far. He has been the leading receiver in yardage. Zach Paschal has been more of our red zone guy, has three touchdowns on the year. He actually had Carson's first three. So, you know, he's been one of the better ones at catching the ball in the red zone. And finally, the Colts figured out that they have this six foot six, 270-pound tight end named Mo Ali Cox, who has 10-inch hands and can catch a ball at 11 feet high, 
Uh, somehow, some way, they forgot they had this as a weapon in the red zone, and they finally figured it out, and Carson just let it rip last week to him, and he had a two-touchdown game. Probably had his best game of his pro career so far. Certainly hoping that they will continue to use him in the red zone because the Colts have been terrible in the red zone this year outside of last week. How do you feel the secondary matches up against these guys who, you know, a lot of physical talent, not a lot of speed, but a lot of guys that can really go up and get the ball? Yeah, so um, I think if you just look at pure numbers, I think that you see that, uh, oh, the tight ends have been destroying this secondary, right? Because you go back to week one against Darren Waller. Darren Waller had a monster game, like a just mm-hmm. crazy game against us. And then you follow it up with Travis Kelsey, right? He had a freaking <laughs> crazy game as well. Of course. Now, two of the best tight ends in the NFL, of course. Yeah. Maybe the top two tight ends. But then, interestingly enough, we ended up getting our guy Jimmy Smith back, who is our veteran corner, the oldest corner on the team. And we like to call him the tight end eraser because that's pretty much what he does. That's what he's been doing. And he's been, he did a really good job against TJ Hawkinson for the Lions. Uh, this past game against the Broncos, Noah Fant did have a touchdown, but it was actually uh, our rookie Brandon Stevens' responsibility that he screwed up on. And uh, so aside from the first two weeks, Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey, <clears throat> we've been pretty good against tight ends. So... Uh, now, obviously, Mo Ali Cox is a monster. He's like you said, well, two hundred and seventy pounds and six six. So yeah, that'll be interest an interesting matchup. Uh, another player in the secondary that maybe not maybe not as big of a name that people know is Anthony Averett, and he's actually been playing extremely well. And he was actually someone that I didn't even, didn't even have making the roster before the season started. But uh, I'm so thankful that I was wrong on that because the man has been balling the hell out. So, watch out for him, I think. And, of course, we also have Marlon Humphrey on the other side. He's definitely a little bit more known mm-hmm. uh, for, his, for his ability to punch the ball out. So, the secondary, while, yeah, we're, we're dealing with injuries, it's, it's still been super solid. And I think a lot of that is just the, co- the solid coaching that we always have back there. And uh, if Deshaun Elliott does come back, that's going to be a huge boost to the secondary as well. Uh, because he's not necessarily like a pick artist. He's not going to come in and pick up, pick off the ball, but the man can hit hard and the man, you know, he, he erases the deep passing game quite a bit. So I still think that I'm, I'm still confident in the secondary. They've been pretty solid so far. Uh, just the first two games, obviously against the Raiders and the Chiefs, two of the best offenses in the NFL, they did give the secondary some issues, but they've definitely, definitely gotten a lot better up here against the uh, these last two games against the Lions and the Broncos. So hoping that continues to be the case. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the Colts are definitely uh, like to use their tight ends in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, they definitely like to use double and oftentimes triple tight end sets in the run game. And hopefully they continue to do that for the pass game as well. I think having that many tight ends out there definitely creates a mismatch. Uh, Who on your defense needs to step up in order to slow down this Colts offense? Who is it? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, because uh, like I said, he, he makes plays. He gets the ball quick, but 
it can kind of be sometimes too quick, if you will, because sometimes he'll miss a play or he'll miss a tackle. So I, I think we're definitely going to need Patrick Queen to step up big. Um, aside from that, we saw a little bit of a, of a breakout game from Tyus Bowser. He's our other edge rusher aside from uh, Odafe Owe. And of course, I mean, you know, you're going to see Justin Houston every now and again. Uh, you're going to see Pernell McPhee, who's another veteran. We have we have a bunch of, you know, older older players, as the Ravens tend to do. Uh, but, but yeah, my answer to your question would probably be Patrick Queen because he's been missing tackles. He's been kind of getting uh, in coverage. It hasn't been great. So I need Patrick Queen to really have one of those games to show us why we did draft him in the first round. And, you know, so that, that's just kind of, yeah, I'm going to say Patrick Queen there. Well, obviously, I'll ask you one more question, and then we'll get into a score prediction here. So I don't even need to ask you about Justin Tucker. I know definitely the ability to hit a 60-yard field goal is now there. Uh, that's been right. confirmed. And obviously, we'll go down as one of the probably one of the greatest kickers we've ever seen. So I don't have to yeah. worry about that. But how about the rest <laughs> of your special teams? Are they solid? Are they questionable? What's your feeling on it? Yeah, I mean, so the thing with the Ravens special teams is that, you know, you're going to you have John Harbaugh, right? And John Harbaugh, former special teams coach for Andy Reid. So pretty much ever since John Harbaugh has been here in Baltimore, the special teams has been super solid. Like you rarely see mistakes. If you see a mistake, like if you see a muff putt or a muffed return, the the guy that, that muffed it is just cut the very next week. So that's that's how serious we are in special teams. We take it very seriously. So for the most part, I mean, I really have no concerns. Um, you're going to see probably Devin Duvernay back there uh, returning kicks and returning punts. So, And he's been pretty solid. So that's what I would say. I, I, I have really no concerns about this special teams unit at all. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. I just ask because, you know, I mean, the Colts know uh, for sure that special teams can end up costing you or winning you a game yeah, absolutely. based absolutely. on how that goes. Uh, so – all right. Three phases to a game. Yep. Don't three three advantages. Yep. Everybody yep. wants to forget the third one. But, yep. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. So let's get into everybody's favorite moment the score predictions. What do you got, yep. man? All right. So, for some reason, the first number that popped into my head, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it now. Obviously, I'm going to pick my Ravens to win. Mm -hmm. I think last year when I came on the show, I actually picked the Colts to win. Yes, you I did. Just was not feeling, I was not feeling confident in my team. Obviously, now that has changed. I do feel a little more confident in my team. I'm going to say Ravens win 27-21. to 21. That's my final score prediction right there. Okay. All right. I, that's, that's respectable there. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel just – I don't know if it's just me being a homer, but you know, I try not to be, especially for these. But with the team starting to get a little bit more healthy, I feel that, you know, with – even without Quentin Nelson and maybe one or two other guys, I feel that with potentially you guys missing some key pieces along your offense and your defense, I right. feel that we can still go toe-to-toe -to -toe with what you guys all can do. I think it really just all depends on what Lamar Jackson is able to do with his legs and if that arm is as truly special as it's looked so far. I'm going to pick the Colts because I, I just want to do that for myself one more time here, uh, even though I do believe that the Ravens have a very good chance of winning this game. 
I think it will be 28 to 24 Colts. I think both teams are going to score pretty adequately. I just think that the Colts will maybe be able to dominate the time of possession a little more. I see a lot more chances for opportunity against this Ravens team who has committed some mistakes. And while this Ravens defense has been good at forcing turnovers, the Colts have not turned the ball over very often this year. I mean, that was the one concern that everybody had with Carson Wentz coming in was, are we going to get the turnover prone quarterback that he was in 2020? Well, so far he hasn't been that he's been anything but that he's been very Absolutely, Derek. Thanks for having me, man. And of course, shout out to the Colts fans. You know, it's all love. I got no beef with you guys. I got beef with uh, with the Titans. I hate the Titans fans. I, I, we I hate them too, them. man. So I guess we can <laughs> both agree on that There you one. go. I they are it. the most it. hostile and the most toxic fans. I feel like even to a certain point, like, I mean, sorry to go off tangent, but it's like, even like some other teams, you know, like Brown yeah. fans, Pittsburgh fans, you know, they can all be kind of like, they can all just be kind of stupid at times. But yeah. like the Titans fans, when oh, they yeah. win, they are so, so toxic. I mean, yeah. they have to rip into you with everything they have. Yes, it's the worst. The worst <laughs> fan base I've ever dealt with, no doubt, for sure. Actually, was kind of <laughs> glad that they got instant karma from you guys last year when you oh, yeah. stomped on their logo. Uh, oh, that that was, that was instant karma. I mean, that's yeah. that's how it is, man. <laughs> mess yep. with one team's logo. We saw last year a lot. Last year, you mess with a team's logo, yep. it comes back to bite you in the ass. Juju Damn knows right. it. Uh, the oh, Titans yeah. know it. So. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, the AFC North certainly has its fair share of experiences with that last year. Oh, yeah. but A lot of pride, too. A lot yeah, of pride. absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, Colts yep. fans, make sure you all check out his channel at Ravens Fan Reacts. I mean, it's great stuff. Make sure to check that out when you guys can. Let us know what you guys think of this game coming up on Monday Night Football. First primetime game for the Colts this year. I can't wait to be streaming that with you guys. Let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much. And as always, go Colts. Later. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment 
and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.